This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. Bible says we are all the result of Adam and Eve. Every single human, we're different, we're unique. The Bible says that's part of his gift. You understand? The church is made up of individuals who are unique in their giftings, unique in their abilities, unique in their talents, unique in their appearances, unique in their perspectives. We see things differently. And God The scripture says God is building us together. God has created each of us so differently, yet has placed us in a body of believers who all work together towards a common goal. Pastor Robert today shares with us how this design is the best way for the church to function. Each person brings their own unique contribution to the group and all benefit because of it. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Peter had to deliberately set aside his own prejudice to do so. He had to set aside what he'd always been taught, what he'd always been told, what he'd always believed. He had to set aside his own emotional reaction, because there would have been one. Do you understand? His gut reaction. I'm not going with you. You're a Roman. You're a Gentile. You're no better than a dog. Go home. The gut reaction would have been that prejudiced reaction. But he had to set that aside. Now listen. What are your prejudices? What are they? Oh, I don't have any. Yeah, you do. You're human. You're human. We have biases. We have prejudices. We all do. We have some that we were raised with, that we were taught. We have some that we've developed because of encounters with people along the way, whatever they may be. You know, something that I had to overcome as a pastor? I had to wrestle with one prejudice in particular. Now, a lot of you know, I grew up in Georgia. I was taught that blacks were not human. That's what I was taught growing up. It wasn't like a, you know, somebody sat me down and drilled it into me. It wasn't like that. It was just what, you know, my family just believed that, you know, they're different. I had to unlearn that. I had to reject it because it's not biblical. But for me, to love a black man 20 years ago took a deliberate decision of my will. It doesn't anymore, guys, just so you know. You're my family. 20 years, okay? But do you hear my heart? 
Listen to me. I'm not finished. That's not the big one. The big one for me was people with significantly more education than I have. I had to come to grips with the reality that I had a prejudice there that hindered me from being able to minister to people that I perceived to be smarter, more educated. I wrestled with that. Much more than the thing about African Americans or whatever. That was, you know, that was just an acknowledgement at one point that that's just dumb. That's not biblical. That's not true. And to reject it and set it aside, to be honest, was not nearly the struggle that the other has been. Is there anyone, listen to me carefully, is there anyone, is there any group of people, or is there any type of person that you would struggle serving, offering yourself to, to be a blessing? If there is, you need to get along with God and deal with it, because there shouldn't be. The Bible says we are all the result of Adam and Eve. Every single human. We're different. We're unique. The Bible says that's part of His gift. Do you understand? The church is made up of individuals who are unique in their giftings, unique in their abilities, unique in their talents, unique in their appearances, unique in their perspectives. We see things differently. And God, the Scripture says, God is building us together into a multicolored, multidimensional tapestry, a building, a dwelling for His Holy Spirit, is the way the book of Ephesians puts it. Is there anyone that you have a hard time ministering to? Then there's a problem that you need to get with Him about. You don't need to come tell me about it. I don't want to know. I don't need to know. You don't need to go to that person. You know, maybe, you know, and I've seen that. You know, it's like... You know, I just realized I need to confess to you that, you know, I've just hated your guts for the last 10 years. You don't need to tell them. If they don't know, don't tell them. This way. Deal with it. I remember a story about a group of students, you know, when I was in Youth with a Mission. And, and, you know, you've got these students and this guy goes up to this girl and he says, you know, I've asked the Lord's forgiveness and I realize that I just need to confess it to you and ask your forgiveness because I've really been lusting after you for the last month. She didn't need to know. If it's a private sin, then deal with it privately. Now, if you slap the guy or treated him badly, well, then ask his forgiveness for that. You understand? But if there's anyone, anyone, that you couldn't just give yourself unreservedly for in the name of the Lord Jesus, then you need to talk to Jesus about it and deal with it. That's what the Word says. That's, and that's what we see Peter doing. Peter actually goes, I mean, he goes and offers himself unreservedly to this oppressor of his people. Do you understand? The Romans were their lords, so to speak. their masters. And Peter goes and says, I wouldn't be here if not for the fact that Jesus told me to come. What do you want me to do for you? And he just offers himself. It's amazing. And that's what you and I are called to do as Christians. 
There are people around you right now, just like Cornelius, people that maybe you would not, it wouldn't be your natural thing. You know, your gut reaction is, I don't want anything to do with you. But God is giving them hunger, and you've noticed it. Or if you start paying attention, you will. And He's put you there, and He's preparing you because He wants you to be His instrument, or at least one of His instruments, in the life of that person. Peter wasn't the only instrument in Cornelius' life. Do you understand? The hunger was already there. He already had a good reputation. He was already praying. He was already giving. There'd been other instruments along the way. And then Peter came, and he was just that final instrument in leading this man to Christ. Anyone who responds to that heart drawing, God will make sure somebody tells them about Jesus. Do you understand? The Bible says that in the last days, He's going to send an angel to proclaim the gospel all across the face of the earth. If there's some tribesman hidden away in the deepest, darkest jungles of the Amazon somewhere who's never heard about Jesus, but he's responding to God's drawing in his heart, if God has to send an angel, he will. Do you understand? Nobody's going to be able to rise up on the last day and accuse God of being unjust because he's perfect. And it's not his desire that anybody perish. If you've never come to Jesus with a humble heart and responded to that eternity in your heart, then this is your opportunity to do that. And you need to just get real with Him. Maybe you know down deep that, yeah, there's this one guy that, you know, I've been just kind of ignoring him because I don't like him. But I see God working there. I see God doing something. And I need to repent. I need to open up to God. I need to start praying for this man. And I need to be looking for an opportunity to invite him to church. Or maybe, maybe you realize as you sit here this morning, you know, I believe in God. I'm kind of like Cornelius, I guess. I, I believe in Him. I just don't know Him. At least not like this pastor's talking about. I, he's not, I don't hear God speaking to me. I'm not being led by God's Spirit. The Bible says that if that's you, that all you need to do is open up and acknowledge that. You just need to, you know, Lord Jesus, thank you for coming and dying on the cross and rising again on the third day. Thank you for offering me life, forgiveness, reconciliation, relationship with God. It's something that takes place in the heart. You don't have to, you know, say perfect words or there's no perfect ritual or formula or anything like that. It's just a heart thing that you open your heart to your Father on the basis of what Jesus has already done on the cross. We're so glad you joined us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will be back with another message from God's Word soon. But in the meantime, we'd like to invite you to visit our website, MainThingRadio.com, and like our Facebook page. Keep up to date on everything happening at Main Thing Radio and receive a dose of encouragement right on your newsfeed. Right now, we'd like to take a minute to tell you how you can support the ministry of Main Thing Radio. We are blessed to be a part of God's kingdom advancement through these broadcasts, but just as with any ministry, there are significant costs involved. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us in our continuing ministry here at Main Thing Radio? This month, we have a special thank you gift. For any donation of $15 or more, we'll send you a copy of Cold Case Christianity. A homicide detective investigates the claims of the gospel by J. Warner Wallace. This gift is yours as our way of saying thank you for your donation to Main Thing Radio. 
For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. From all of us at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for joining us for today's message. Be sure to tune in again right here on Main Thing Radio.